0: Oh yes. Moment. I never want to. Leave. Oh, sing it to the Lord. Oh, I'm not here for blessing. I'm
1: not here for blessing. Jesus, you don't know. Just want you, only you, Jesus. I just want you, Lord.
0: Tell him nothing else but you, Lord. Nothing else, nothing else will do. I just want you, Lord. Nothing else, Lord. Nothing else. Nothing else will do. Oh, yes. Just speak to the Lord and ask Him to prepare
1: your heart for His Word. Lord, prepare my heart for Your Word. I want you to speak to me as we sing,
0: ask God to speak to you his word, oh hallelujah nothing else. nothing else nothing else will do
1: hallelujah father god we bless your name and worship you speak your word to us oh god may none of us live the same we pray that you make us more and more like jesus May we not just hear the word and let the word just pass by, but may our hearts be good ground so that the word will bring forth fruit in our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. We may take our seats in the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. God bless you all for coming, and God bless you online viewers. God has a word for us. Amen. So let's continue with our message on victory when faith seems weak. Victory when faith seems weak. It means there are times that our faith will seem weak. We've prayed and trusted God, believed God for something, and we didn't see what we expected to see. And our faith has been affected There are some here, some watching whose faith have been affected because you've trusted God for something. You've trusted, trusted, but you've not seen what you thought you would see. So because of that, your your faith is wavering. But there is victory at hand because we are talking about victory when faith seems weak. I see your faith growing. I said I see your faith growing exceedingly in Jesus' name. Let's go to our golden golden key text. Three of them. 1 John 5, 4 and 5. For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. Amen. Whatever is born of God. Whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. Amen. And this is the victory that overcometh the world. Even our faith. For who is he that overcometh the world? But he. he, he glory. Amen. But he that believeth. That Jesus is the son of God. Ephesians 6, 10 to 18. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that he may be able to stand against the wiles, the tricks, the methodea. You are able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Put on the whole armor of God that he may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood. NESB says, For our struggle is not against flesh and blood. Let's look at NESB. Our struggle, that's right, is not against flesh and blood, back to King James, but against principalities, against powers, against principalities that have control over geographic regions, against powers. That exert influence on people. Against the rulers of the darkness of this world. Against spiritual wickedness in high places or in the heavenlies. Look at NESB. In the heavenly realms. Heavenly places. Heavenly realms. Some versions say heavenly realms. Go back to King James. Hallelujah. Verse 13. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God. That he may be able to withstand in the evil day. There's an evil day. The evil day could be anything. The evil day could be sickness, God forbid. The evil day could be, but you see, if the evil day is sickness, by his stripes, I was healed. Yep. Yeah, the arm of God is on. The evil day could be old age. It's not even an evil day, but old age and bedfast. As an old person, but that should not be our story. Because you can say, as an older person who is bedfast or trying to be bedfast, or the bedfastness is trying to reach you, you can say that in the youth, in my in my old age, I will still bring forth fruits. Oh, the young men will utterly fall, but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. You'll be able to say that, and it will work for you. Amen. Hallelujah so wherefore take unto you the whole armor of god that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand meaning that your armor is on having done all to stand stand therefore having your loins get about with truth or having the belt of truth on having your loins get about with truth and ha- having on the breastplate of righteousness when we are preaching the series of the armor of god I preached it sometime in Minneapolis three, four months on the armor of God. There's a lot to be said about it. Having, and having on the breastplate of righteousness, and what? Continue. And your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith you shall be able to quench most of. No. Is that right? All glory. Glory, 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 glory to God. All, above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. All of it. And the helmet of salvation. Next verse. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit. Watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for family members. For all saints. Glory to God. Hallelujah. When we learn about the armor of God, we will realize that the armor of God uh, is just different applications of the word of God. It's just applying the word of God differently. Let me just... Take two minutes, three, four minutes. Go to verse 13. Hallelujah. 14. Stand there for having your loins get about with truth. So, having your waist, your loins get about with truth. What does it mean? It means speaking the truth and by mainly the truth of God's word is what will hold the armor. So, knowing the truth of God's word is a belt to you. Without the truth of God's word, you will be exposed. You will not, the whole armor will not fit in perfectly. So you need to know the Bible. The breastplate of righteousness. The breastplate of righteousness, you have the breastplate of righteousness which covers the torso area, covers the heart. Faith is of the heart. So you and I must be confident and, and knowing our right standing with God. But that comes by knowing the word of God. To be able to say, I am the righteousness of God in Jesus Christ. Because the, um, this is a very quick, because the, 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 the breastplate covers and protects the heart. Protects us. So we need to know the word and be able to apply it to ourselves that I am. I've fallen into sin. God, forgive me. But thank God that by his stripes, I was, sorry, I said by his stripes. But thank God that he's forgiven me because I've confessed my sins and I am righteous. My faith in Christ Jesus makes me righteous because I read the Bible and I'm applying the word of God, which says that I am the righteousness of God in Jesus Christ. And, and the Bible, which says in Romans 10, 9 and 10, that verse 10, that, With the mouth, so with the heart, man believeth unto righteousness, and with the with the heart, man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. Next verse, fifteen. And your feet short with the preparation of the gospel of peace. So, anytime you and I are preparing to share the word, doing the work of God by sharing the word with someone, you need to prepare, you need to study the word. Just that study of the word and just that doing God's work would be shoes to you, would protect you. Would cause you to to have hallelujah so you see that it's different but we'll go into details later on verse 16 above all taking the shield of faith when you know the word of god and something comes your way then you'll be able to apply the word of god which says that no i am the head and not the tail no I'm, i'm going through financial crisis but i'm not supposed to because jesus christ was rich but became poor so that through his poverty i'll be rich So you would use the word of God to counter anything the devil brings your way. But if you don't have the word of God, then you can't have that shield on or above. Because the the word of God is our faith. Or it increases our faith. So then faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the word of God. Romans 10, 17. So you realize that knowing the word of God and applying the word of God into our lives or upon our lives will be able to remove or deflect anything the devil will bring away. If the devil brings sickness away, what do we say? We say we know the Bible, which says by his stripes I was healed. If there is fear, what will you say? You use the word of God which says that God has not given me the spirit of fear. So I'm not going to allow fear to come to me. So you realize that it will remove everything. Because no matter what comes away, when we apply the word of God and we are confident in the word of God, whatever the devil brings away will not affect us. That's why Jesus told Peter, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan has desired to have you. Glory to God, that he might sift you as wheat, but I have prayed for you that your faith faileth not. Because when you are standing in faith, the devil will bring things your way. You stand and say, no, the storm is coming, but I know my God is greater than the storm. And because my God is greater than the storm, whatever storm is coming my way, it's not going to affect me. All I need to say is peace be still. Continue. And take the helmet of salvation. The helmet protects the head. Now what is in the head? The brain, the mind. So putting on the armor of God is your assurance of salvation, knowing that I'm saved. No matter what happens, I'm saved because the Bible tells me that I'm saved, not because of how I feel, but because of who I am in Christ Jesus. Look at 1 Thessalonians 5.8. But let us who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love, and for an helmet, the hope of salvation. So helmet protects the mind which is hope. So when you have hope of your salvation, you have hope of the resurrection. You have hope that one day things will be better. That is a helmet. So how do you have hope? Romans 15:4. Uh, Hallelujah. For whatsoever things were written aforetime, were written for our learning, that we through patience and comfort of the scriptures might have hope. Different applications of the word of God. And then the sword of the spirit. The Bible says that a two-edged sword will come out of Jesus' mouth, and that will destroy the, all these demonic forces and the armies against the Lord. The two-edged sword. What does Hebrews 4.12 say? For the word of God is quick and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder. Uh, Hebrews, what? What did I say? Hebrews 4:12. For the word of God is quick and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit, and of the joint and the marrow, and it's a discerner of the thoughts, the, the, the thoughts and intent of the heart. So you can see that. The word of God is a sword. So how do you and I apply the word of God? By using scripture to fight the devil. I rebuke you Satan in the name of Jesus. For the Bible says in Isaiah 54, 17, that no weapon that is formed against me shall prosper. By every word, then you use the word of God. So the sword of the spirit is using the word of God to attack the devil. Yeah. Uh, Isaiah fifty-four seventeen. Isaiah fifty-four seventeen. Is that it here? Good. Hallelujah. So using the word of god to attack the devil that's the only offensive weapon weapon or armor most of them are defensive hallelujah so different applications of god's word when we are when we are learning about our series or we start our series we'll go into detail hallelujah second corinthians chapter 10 verse 1 to 4 am i preaching to somebody am i preaching to you (laughs) <laughs> Amen. Now I Paul myself beseech you by the meekness and gentleness which who uh, sorry gentleness of Christ, who in presence am base among you, but being absent am bold toward you. But I beseech you that I may not be bold when I am present with that confidence, wherewith I think to be bold against some, which think of us as if we walked according to the flesh. For though we walk in the flesh, We do not war after the flesh. Even though we are living human lives, we are walking as human, mere human beings. We are walking in the physical. Our fight is not a physical fight. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, are not of the mind, are not human reasoning, are not. Human weapons are not physical weapons, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations, and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God, bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading, hearing, and doing of his word. Amen. Number one, how do you receive victory when faith is going down? Number one, know where your opposition comes from. Oh, God is showing me piety. God is punishing me for my sins. God is chastising me. God is doing... Know where your opposition comes from. Your opposition comes from Satan. Know where it's coming from. We talked a lot about it. Number two, be sure that you are not walking in sin. Be sure that you are not walking in sin. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Look at 1 John chapter 3, from verse 8. We'll touch on this verse later on when we're talking about love. But 1 John chapter 3, verse 8. He that committed sin, use ESV for this. No, 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 let's start with King James and then go back to ESV. I want to show you something important he that committed sin is of the devil for the devil sinned from the beginning for this purpose the son of god was manifest that he might destroy the works of the devil so the bible is saying "Whosoever committed sin is of the devil then everyone will say then does that mean i'm of the devil look at esv whoever makes a practice of sin So when you just read the King James and you don't understand it well, you think anyone who commits sin. But the Bible is explained that the one who practices sin, makes a practice of sin, lives in sin, is of the devil. For the devil has been sinning from the beginning. The reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the works of the devil. So what am I talking about? I'm talking about the fact that if a person is practicing sin, they need to stop. Otherwise, they cannot receive victory in this life. Be sure you are not walking in sin. And if you are, confess your sins. Hallelujah. Let's continue. Let's read a few more. No one born of God makes a practice of sinning. But let's look at it in King James first. And then come back to NLT. Whosoever is born of God doth not commit sin. So you might think that it means the person does not sin at all, cannot sin. But there's a difference between sinning and intentional practice of sin. Whosoever is born of God doth not commit sin, for his seed remaineth in him, and he cannot sin because he is born of God. ESV.
0: Whoever,
1: who no one born of God makes a practice of sinning. For God's seed abides in him, and he cannot keep on sinning because he has been born of God. So You sin, make sure you are not practicing sin. You confess your sins and stop sinning so that you would receive total victory. Oh, am I preaching to somebody? It means just genuinely decide not to sin. Continue, verse 10. Let's keep it here. By this it is evident who are the children of God and who are the children of the devil. Whoever does not practice righteousness is not of God, nor is the one who does not love his brother. When we are talking about love, we'll go into that. That's enough. Hallelujah. So make sure you are not practicing sin. Make sure you are not walking in sin. Number three. Make sure, now, what to do? What, 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 how do you receive victory? H- how are you going to receive victory? When your faith is weak. Make sure your faith is complete. Or, no, not complete. That one is complete in heaven. How do you receive victory and establish your faith when it's becoming weak? What do you do? You make sure that your faith is strong and your faith is working with energy and power. Do you understand what I'm saying? Now, how do you do that? Galatians 5, 6. Faith. Many people have faith, but it's not faith that can work because faith needs to go together with something to make the faith work and work for you. For in Jesus Christ, neither circumcision availeth anything nor uncircumcision, but faith which worketh by love. ESV so faith is strong and energized and powerful when it is working by love for in in christ jesus neither circumcision nor uncircumcision counts for anything but only faith working through love so i love and my faith is working through my love for god and for my neighbor nlt For when we place our faith in Christ Jesus, it makes no difference to God whether we are circumcised or not circumcised. What is important is faith expressing itself in love. So, I, I love God, so my faith in God is expressing itself in love. What am I saying? Because of how much I love God, my faith is 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 proving out or is working towards my proof or my showing god i love him and my neighbor so because i love god and i love my neighbor my i'm using my faith to prove it i'm using my faith to to love people i'm using my faith to help people to pray for people to do things for people hallelujah so because I love God, or because I have faith in God, I will love God. Because I love God, I'm going to use my faith to please God. Because Hebrews eleven says six says, "Without faith, it is impossible to please Him." So faith, which is expressed by love, look at amplified, and we'll continue. I don't know. I'm preaching to somebody. Amen. For if we are in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision counts for anything. But only faith activated. So our faith is activated. Our faith is energized and expressed and working through the love we have. So I love and my faith is working and being expressed. Glory. It's being expressed through My love. What do you think? I love. So, my faith is expressed through, because of, the love I have for God and for my neighbor. So, when I'm having faith and I don't have love, my faith is not energized, my faith is not activated. My faith is not working the way it should because I don't have love. And love, you see, faith has to work with love. Without, I you getting what I'm saying? You need love to make your faith work. But if you don't have hope, faith is out. Look at Hebrews 11.1. 1. Let me show you something. With, with, without faith, without hope, faith is zero. So, I have faith doesn't exist without hope. Because hope needs to be converted to faith. What is faith? It is confident assurance that what we hope for is going to happen. It is the evidence of things we cannot yet see. ESV and then King James. Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. Now King James. So you see that noun, all of them say noun. Noun faith is, at least ESV and King James, noun faith is The substance, last week you talked about it, so we won't say too much about it. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for. So it means if there's no hope, then faith does not exist. So you need hope to have faith. Hallelujah. Also, if you have hope and you have faith, because you've converted hope to faith by bringing a future thing, which is hope, To present which is now and you've brought a hope thing which is a my thing and you've put it in the heart because faith is of the heart and faith is generated if there is no love attached to the faith the faith will be not energized will not be energized will not be strong will not be like a catalyst like there will be no catalyst to push your faith through and your faith will not be complete so we need hope to have faith and we need need love for our faith to work we need love for our faith to work hallelujah and that's why we don't see many wild things going on but we see it our church will be a church full of wild people, miracle workers not that they are the ones working the miracles god is working the miracles through them because in this day it's the miracles that are going to show the world that Jesus is still alive. Uh, Right now, people say, okay, we've heard the word. We've we've heard it. We've heard it. enough. Show us something. So God will show us something, but if people just have the miracles and don't have the word, then they only know the ways, they only know the acts of God. And the acts of God, it's amazing, but it doesn't affect people in a certain way. I remember there was a lady who used to drink smoke do all sorts of things and was in a wheelchair wheelbound. when she was being brought to church they had to carry her because immobile no movement when she came to church god's power hit her in church she got up and started walking and everyone was hugging her brother and sister her, her sister and the husband were hugging they were crying but not too long after she was back in the, the club healed back in the club so you say to yourself the acts of God the children of Israel knew that's why they continue to sin against God but the ways of God were not made known unto them but was made known unto Moses so it's not good enough to just have the acts the acts would bring the people around but it's the ways the word that will keep them and establish them I don't yeah you can speak yes amen it's the ways that will establish them Hallelujah. So we need love. We need love. We need love. We need love. Then we read last week 1 Corinthians chapter 13 and verse 13. Noun remaineth. Abide means remain. Remain. Now, the, the end of the matter is that they are out of the whole Bible. The things we need to do There are three of the most important ones hope is important because we need to hope for our resurrection and our salvation we are hoping because we are saved in our spirit but our soul is being saved our body will be saved Amen. in the resurrected body so we are hoping we are hoping for christ's return the bible says everyone who hopes for christ's return purifies themselves so just by hoping and expecting christ we are being purified so it's, it's, it's important to hope. Hope is very important. Because we need to Maranatha, hallelujah. We, we, we need to hope for his coming. We, 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 we need to desire his coming. We need to hope for our, our salvation. There, there's a lot to hope. Hope is important. We need to hope for the hope is the expectation of something good in the future. The so that is important. The Bible gives us hope. That's why Romans fifteen four says that uh, for whatsoever things were written aforetime were written for our learning, so that we through uh, uh, what study and comfort of the scriptures, patience and comfort of the scriptures might have hope. So hope is important. That's why Romans fifteen four is telling us that we can have hope by studying the scriptures because hope is important. Amen. Now the three that remain are faith, hope, and love. Now, faith is important because we are justified by faith. We are made right with God because of our faith. Our breastplate of righteousness is on because of our faith, our right standing with God. Faith gives us right standing with God. We cannot walk with God without faith. We cannot please God without faith. We cannot live for God without faith because the just shall live by faith. For we walk by faith and not by sight. For without faith it is impossible to please God. For we are saved by faith. So faith is also very, very important. We please God by faith. Look at Hebrews chapter 11. Let's go, let's go back to Hebrews 11. Uh, verse 1. Onward. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good report. So if you want a good report, you need faith. For by it the elders obtained a good report. Through faith. We understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. So that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. For by faith, Abel offered a more excellent sacrifice than Cain. So even to, to use our sacrifices to be acceptable, our sacrifices to be pleasing to God, we need faith. So faith is very important. And then love. Go back to First Corinthians thirteen, thirteen. Love is also important. Why? Because God is love. Why is God, love also important? Because that is the number one commandment. First two commandments are linked to the word love. Okay. Remember, we are in First Corinthians thirteen, thirteen. Go to Matthew twenty-two, thirty-four. Matthew twenty two thirty four 34. And then Mark 12, I think, 38. Look, let, let's go to the. Uh, yeah, it's fine. But when the Pharisees had heard that he had put the Sadducees to silence, one of them, being a lawyer, asked him a question, tempting him, saying, Master, which is the great commandment in the law? Then Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love, love is part of it. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind. This is is the first and great commandment. And the second is like unto it, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. Look at uh, Mark 12:38. If he's not there, that's fine. Mark 12:38. Continue. Or oh, 42, go to 42. Okay, later on, just for time. When I'm talking about love, we'll get into it. Hallelujah. But you would see clearly that love is connected to the first two commandments. Love is important because God is love. Love is important because the first two commandments say that we must love God and love our neighbor. These are the greatest things you and I can ever do in life, is to love God and love our neighbor. There's nothing greater than that. It's greater than all the burnt offerings and sacrifices. If I want us next verse, see. Verse 31. Verse 32. Verse 33. Good. And to love him... With all that, okay, this is the Mark 1. Okay, very good. Okay, start from, where, where, where did it start? Was it 30? Okay, verse 28. Let's, let's take it where it starts. And one of the scribes came, and having heard them reasoning together, remember that Mark and Matthew are synoptic gospels. So we just read it from Matthew 22, 34 onwards. Now we are reading the same account on Mark 12. From 28 onwards. What does Mark 12, say? And one of the scribes came, and having heard them reasoning together, and perceiving that he had answered them well, asked him, which is the first commandment of all? And Jesus answered him, The first of all the commandments is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. So, the first commandment, love God, is linked to the, uh, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. Meaning that you and I need to know that God is, is one and know who God is. Know who God is and know He's one for you to be able to love Him. That's why this is part of the first commandment. And Jesus answered him, The first of all the commandments is hear, O Israel. The Lord our God is one Lord, or the Lord our God, the Lord is one. So meaning that we are it's one God. In three persons, and this one God, we knowing Him, will give us the expression, we, we, then we'll be able to love Him more, because the more we know God, the more we love Him. So the Lord our God, the Lord is one. And thou that's, so the first commandment is, "Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy strength." This is the first. Commandment. And the second is like, namely, this Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. There is none other commandment greater than these. It's more important to love God and love your neighbor than to even be a pastor. Verse 32. And the scribe said unto him, Well, master, thou hast said the truth, for there is no for there is one God and there is none other but he. So this explains uh, the, the first commandment. Continue. And to love him with all thy heart. And with all thy um, the understanding. And with all the soul. And with all the strength. And to love your neighbor as himself. Is more than all whole burnt offerings and sacrifices. Wow. Than all. Wow. That's right. <laughs> than all. Loving God and loving your neighbor. That's why we must make sure that we are walking in love. Yes. We must make sure we are walking in love. No wonder 1 John chapter 3, verse 20 to 23. Or 24. Let's read that. 1 John. Mm -hmm. Beloved, if our hearts condemn us, God is greater than our hearts and knoweth all things. Beloved, if our hearts condemn us not, then have we confidence toward God. If our hearts condemn us not, if our hearts condemn us not, it is then we have confidence towards God. Later on, I'll go back to verse 8 and it will, it, you will see how love is connected to answer prayer clearly. Well, this is enough. Beloved, if our hearts condemn us not, then it is at that point that we have confidence toward God. Continue. And whatsoever we ask, we receive of him. God, I want a car, I receive of him. God, I want a husband, I receive of him. God, I want a wife, I receive of him. God, I want children, I receive of him. It's different from answer. Can I have a car? Say no. Is that an answer? but we receive of him. That's why God was specific to explain that. And we receive of him. I want financial prosperity, and I receive of him. So, beloved, if our hearts condemn us not, then have we confidence toward God. And whatsoever we ask of him, we receive of him. Why? Because we keep his commandments, and we do those things that are pleasing in his sight. Glory to God. Let's look at the next verse. And this is his commandment, that we believe on the name of his son, Jesus Christ, and we love one another as he gave us commandments. Without love, answer prayer is even a problem. As for the name of Jesus, we'll talk about that later. Hallelujah. So love is the greatest. Love is important. So if you and I are not working in love, there's a problem. 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 That's why we said last week that the domain, we have two regions. One region is love another domain is not love the love region is similar to an army because we are in the army of christ soldiers as good soldiers of christ so we are soldiers in the army of christ now in the army of christ every army has a banner and Christ's banner is love as they are moving we are moving in the banner of love and then there is not love now, there are only two forces that we are working with. Or, or rather, there are only two forces that are competing with us. No, I can't even say force. There's a force competing with us, and there's God. God is not a force. God is God. So, we have God, and we have not God. Jesus said, he that is not with me is against me. So, there's no middle ground. With me, or not with me. Hallelujah. So, the banner of love... Jesus Christ, and the banner of not love, the devil. The devil is, is, is it, 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 it is impossible for the devil to touch someone in the banner or the domain of love. The devil cannot reach you. Wow. Cannot. Because you have to touch God first, because God is love. But when you are outside the domain of love, there can be issues. And our faith will not always be working. That's why it's important. It's important that we love. That we love. God is love. God is love. You can put your hands together for the Lord. (laughs) Hallelujah. Look at 1 John chapter 3. Let's start from verse 8. For whosoever committed, in fact let's use an ESV here, because we'll have, yeah, I think that would be good. Whoever makes a practice of sinning is of the devil, for the devil has been sinning from the beginning. The reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the works of the devil. No one born of God makes a practice of sinning, for God's seed abides in him and he cannot keep on sinning because he has been born of God. By this it is evident who are the children of God and who are the children of the devil. Two grounds. Whoever does not practice righteousness is not of God, nor is the one who does not love his brother. So this is very important. Let's go back to verse 10. Let's use NLT here. And NLT for verse 10. So no one can tell who are children of God and who are children of the devil. Anyone who does not obey God's commandments and does not love other Christians does not belong to God. Go back to ESV. Clean. And then let's continue verse 11. If you don't belong to God, how is your faith going to work? For this is the message that you have heard from the beginning. That we should love one another. we should not be like cain who was of the evil one and murdered his brother and why did he murder him because his own deeds were evil and his brothers righteous do not be surprised brothers that the world hates you No one i think right now it's, it's going to get worse as the time goes by we know that we have passed from death into life because we love the brothers Whoever does not love abides in death. If you are abiding or remaining in the domain of death, your faith will not work. The Victory will be lost. Go back to verse 40. Thank you. Awesome. We know that we have passed from death or spiritual death or the domain of death we are not talking about physical death to life we are talking about the domain of death which could include physical death the domain of spiritual death we know that we have passed out of death into life the proof of it is in the pudding the proof that you and i have passed from death unto life is because we love the brethren whoever does not love is still remaining in the domain of death. And if you are in the domain of death, how can you succeed in what you are trusting God for? Continue. Everyone who hates his brother is a murderer. Or does not esteem the brother. Or disapproves, dislikes. Has ill will towards his brother. Hates his brother. And everyone who hates his brother is a murderer. And you know that no murderer has eternal life abiding in him. Continue. By this we know love. By this we know love. That he laid down his life for us. So this is what love is. Jesus laid down his life for us. And we ought to lay down our lives for the brothers. It means that we need to lay down our lives for the brethren. Meaning that we need to care. Yeah, you can go ahead and get it. We need to care for the brethren. I, I don't know if you get what I'm saying. We, we, we need to care for each other. Stop here. Remember 1 John 3.16. Let me take you on a side journey. And then remember to come back to 1 John 3.16. Philippians chapter 2. Verse
0: 6.
1: Let's start from verse 6. let uh, Let's from, from verse 2. Verse 2. Fulfill ye my joy, that ye be like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord, one, of one mind. Let nothing be done through strife or vain glory. But in lowliness of mind, let him each esteem other better than themselves. Let each esteem other better than themselves. Look at NLT. Am I preaching to somebody? Don't be selfish. Don't live... To make a good impression on others. Be humble, thinking thinking of others as better than yourselves. If we're able to do that, a lot of the issues will solve, will be solved. Let's go back to first John chapter 3 and verse 16. Am I preaching to somebody? By this we know, we 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 know we know love. Meaning that we, we know what love is. Because we've seen the demonstration of love in what God did. What is love? God is saying, let me show you. We know that he laid down his life for us and we ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. Verse 17. But if anyone has the world's goods, then it also goes into detail to explain what he's saying. Because we can't go and say, okay, let me hang for someone. Let me die for someone. Let me go on the cross. Where is the cross? I want to lay down my life. No. So they are explaining a part of what it means. Who am I preaching? But if any man, one, has the world's goods and sees his brother in need, yet closes his heart against him, and how does God's love abide in him? Look at NLT for this. Verse 17. But if anyone has enough money to live, well so you see this is important if you don't have it god is not saying give it if you don't have it so you go and borrow very important what is he saying but if anyone has enough to live well am i preaching to somebody so your bills are paid and you are covered and sees a brother or sister in need and refuses to help how can god's love be in that person No wonder true fasting has to do with love and helping the poor and needy and when I, I i decided to do a study on this poor thing some time back when i did a study god counts god says people are wicked when they don't help the poor mm-hmm. we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that there's a lot to talk about but it's our church we'll talk about it uh-huh. but if anyone has enough money to live well and sees a brother or sister in need. Now, of course, now these verses are talking about Christian brethren, and refuses to help. How can God's love be in that person? When you go, when we go to our place, and we see the poor people who can't afford anything, if you have thousand dollars, you just dash, just dump it on them because this. I mean, this, this is an example of proof i mean these are people these are people who you can apply this verse to verse 18. dear children let us stop just saying we love each other let us really show it by our actions it is by our actions that we know we are living in the truth so we will be confident when we stand before the Lord. So, wait, don't move. So, it is by our actions. It is by our actions that we know we are living the truth. It's not just speech. How many love the Lord? Everybody shoots their hands up. No. <laughs> There's more to it than shooting the hand up. It is more is it, if you are in a huge crowd of ten thousand Christians and you ask how many love the Lord, everyone will shoot their hands up. Most people. How many love their neighbor Everyone will shoot their hands up. But it's, the, the Bible is saying it is, it is it is by our actions that we know we are living the truth. So we will so we will be confident. You know uh, 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 verse eighteen. Dear friends, dear children, let us. Stop just saying we love each other. Let us really show it by our actions. So the hands, sometimes it's, just keep your hands down. <laughs> and then when you've proved it, then you can lift your hands up. <laughs> Verse 19. <laughs> it is by our actions that we know we are living in the truth. So we will be confident when we stand before the Lord. That's why Kenneth Hagen, the miracles that God used him to do. But... I watched his funeral, the whole funeral. Everyone was not talking about the faith, it was the love he had. You you don't catch him saying anything about anyone. You don't catch him saying anything bad. The last time, you keep it here, the last time Kenneth Hagen said something about someone, there was a meeting and there's a pastor who was, had sinned or whatever, and they had reprimanded him. He had missed the meeting. So Kenneth Hagen came and asked the other pastors, the Assemblies of God, I, I believe, what happened to, in, what was the conclusion of the matter? Oh, he was uh, disciplined. What do you think? He said, I concur, meaning I agree. Then that night he was asleep. As he was sleeping, a bright light shining in his room. He got, he, he got up confused and he heard a voice Who art thou that judges another man's servant? That that, no comment. <laughs> Hallelujah! So God, He was gracious. God was gracious to him by showing him the bright light. But what about all those who didn't have the bright light, who are judging and condemning his servants? That's why it's not good enough to say that God has. Uh, uh, that's why it's not good enough for people to say that. Oh, uh, uh, God has given me the the mandate to t- talk against a, a man of God. Uh, 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 someone who has cared for you at a point. Oh, uh, 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 God has sanctioned me, or God, it is my duty. Are you sure? Maybe if you were spiritual enough, maybe there will be a bright light, and God will tell you that who are that that judges another man's servant. <laughs> for he, he stands his master. He stands. He could be standing in front of his master, and his master is able to make him stand. So chill out, chill out, leave the people alone, leave the, the, the man of God alone and just repent and just say sorry. All these people who like talking against people, uh, servants of God, just chill. God knows how to deal with things. Leave it to him. That's if you are even an ast- I don't know. Am I preaching? It is by our actions that we know we are living in the truth. So we will be confident when we stand before the Lord. In what? Next verse. We've read, just read it. Even if our hearts condemn us, for God is greater than our hearts and he knows everything. Next verse. Dear friends, if our conscience is clear, we can come to God with bold confidence. And we will receive whatever we request. That's the verse I just read earlier on. Because we obey him and do the things that please him. Verse 23. And this is his commandment. We must believe in the name of his son Jesus Christ and love one another as he gave us commandment. Now what is this verse saying? The whole uh, from verse uh, 8 to 23 is saying that you and I must love. We shouldn't just love in speech. We should love in practice. We must love indeed. True love. Practice love. When we practice love, we will not be condemned or feel condemned, but we will have boldness and clear conscience when we stand before him to ask him for something. Did you get that? So it means that when we are standing before God with hearts of love towards God and each other, we will be confident We will have boldness. Our hearts will not condemn us. And we will be able to ask and receive of God. But if we are not walking in love, then we will not be confident to stand before him. Like verse 19 says. I don't know if you are getting that. Did you get that? Verse 19 is saying that it is by our actions that we know that we are living in the truth. So we will be confident when we stand before the Lord. Now use King James for 19 and 20. Because I just finished reading earlier on verse 20, 21, 22. If I ask on us as not, then have we confidence towards God, and whatsoever we ask, we receive of him. But that, when we join 19 to 20, and hereby we know that we are of the truth, and shall assure our hearts before him. Now, what is the, what are we talking about? The love. Look at 18. Let's look from 18 and 19. My little children, let us not laugh in word, neither in tongue, but indeed and in truth, and hereby we know that we are of the truth, and shall assure our hearts before Him. For if our heart condemn us not, or for if our hearts condemn us, God is greater than our heart and knoweth all things, beloved. If our heart condemn us not, then have we confidence toward God, and whatsoever we ask, we receive of Him. Because we keep his commandments and we do those things that are pleasing in his sight. And this is his commandment, that we shall believe in the name of his son, Jesus Christ, and love one another. So God is saying that we must love not just in word, but true love. Because when we love and we are able to prove our love that we are of the truth, we will have confidence when we stand before him. But if we are, not, we are doubtful or, 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 or um, uh, we, we don't have a clear conscience, God is greater than our hearts. Now, if our hearts do not condemn us because we are proving our love, we will have confidence toward God, and anything we ask Him, we will receive. So, love is the key to answered prayer. I thought you put your hands together for Jesus. Romans thirteen eight. To ten, and then we read last week that God is love. How can someone say they love God when they don't love their the brother they can see? How many remember that we read that last week? How can you say you love God, you cannot see? When, in fact, let's turn to it. Let's turn to it, and then we'll go to Romans thirteen eight to ten. Let's turn to First John chapter four. Let's look at 14. 1 John 4, 14. But when you go home, read from verse 7 to 21. And we have seen and do testify that the Father sent the Son to be the Savior of the world. Whosoever shall confess that Jesus is the Son of God, God dwelleth in him and he in God. And we know and believe the love that God has to us. God is love. And he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God, and God in him. Herein is our love made perfect. Continue. Hallelujah. Amen. So, God is love. Give me the verse that says that. How can you say you love God you cannot see? It's, it's between eight, uh, 7 and 21. How many are getting what I'm saying? When you do you just give me a thumbs up. When you get it. Hallelujah. God is love. How can someone say, oh, I love you, God. Oh, God, I love you. But you hate your neighbor. Oh, God, I love you. And yet you have a beef, and the beef is sustained, and you are proving you don't love. How? How? If, if, if we say we love God, then we must love our brothers and sisters also. Hallelujah. What do you think? Have you got it? Amen. Okay. Let's start from 8. He that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. You can just continue. Thank you. Verse 9. In this was manifested the love of God toward us, because that God sent his only begotten son into the world that we might live through him. Here in his love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought also to love one another. No man had seen God at any time. If we love one another, God dwelleth in us, and his love is perfected in us. Please, let's move to 13. Thank you. Hereby know we that we dwell in him and he in us, because he, he hath given us of his spirit. And we have seen and do testify that the Father sent the Son to be the Savior of the world. Whosoever shall confess that Jesus is the Son of God, God dwelleth in him, and he in God. And we have known and believed the love of God that God hath to us. God is love, and he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God, and God in him. Herein is our love made perfect, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment. judgment, Because as he is, so are we in the world. Are Are we hearing God's word? Verse 18. There is no love fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear because fear hath torment. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. We love him because he first loved us. If a man say, I love God, and hateth his brother, he is a liar. For he that loveth not his brother whom he hath seen, how can he love God whom he hath not seen? How? and this commandment have we from him that he who loveth god love his brother also hallelujah love his brother also if you say you love god prove it by loving your brother and sister romans 13 8-10 oh no man anything stop borrowing you Borrow with your credit card as you swipe, stop borrowing credit card payments. Swipe, 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 swipe. I was talking to someone who said, Oh, you just swipe it, you pay $30, $30 a month. Oh, no man, anything. Don't you want the scripture to be fulfilled in your life, which says you will be the lender and not the borrower? How can that scripture be fulfilled in your life when you are borrowing? And I shall be the lender and not the borrower. Hey, but as I shall say, hey, stop. You remove that, the swipe. Hey. Then when you say hey, then it's, it makes sense. Because hey, hey. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> shall be the lender and not the borrower. Hey, I receive it. As you are receiving it. Remove the credit card. Practical. Practical. <laughs> owe oh, no man anything. I don't owe you anything but love. Hey. That's what it should be. You and I owe each other one thing. And that is love. But I shouldn't owe you money. You shouldn't owe me money. But we should owe each other love. Owe no man anything but to love one another. For he that loveth another hath fulfilled the law. And he explains it. Next verse. For that this thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not kill. Thou shalt not steal. Steal. Thou shalt not bear false witness. Thou shalt not covet. And if there be any other commandment. It is briefly comprehended in this saying, namely, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Love worketh no ill to his neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfilling of the law. Glory to God. John 13, 34, and 35. A new commandment I give unto you or an an explanation or improvement of the original intent when God gave out the commandments, there was a reason he gave them. It was only for two commandments. When We are talking about the love work we'll go into it. All the commandments of the Old Testament were summarized into ten. And when you look at the first section of the Ten Commandments, and the last section, it is about our love and relationship with God and each other. Completely. Love worketh no ill to his neighbor. John 13, 34 and 35. A new commandment, Jesus said, I give unto you that ye love one another. Wow, time is flew by uh, time is up. A new commandment I give unto you that ye love one another as I have loved you, that ye love one another. By this shall all men know that ye are my disciples, if if ye have loved one to another. So Jesus gave us a new commandment that we should love each other the way he loved us. That is how we should love each other. Will prove that we are truly his disciples. The proof that I'm Jesus' disciple is not K Mama Shanda, that's not my proof. That's not the proof. You find that in the scriptures. The proof that I'm his disciple is not because I'm holding a microphone. The proof that I'm his disciple is that I'm loving my neighbor. That's the proof. Then you see that your faith is working. Glory to God. Your faith is working. Phoebe, your faith is working. You are a man and woman of faith because we love the brethren. Yeah. Now, there's a lot said about love, but what does it mean to love? How can we practically love? I don't want to start it now, otherwise, we'll finish late. But next week, God willing, we'll talk about the prat- practicality. What does it mean how do we practically love action i'm not aware i'm just at of time shall we stand to our feet continue next week if really? or wow well, we'll continue uh uh, uh in a in, in a few weeks in a few weeks time we'll continue hallelujah let's speak to the lord Let's ask the Lord to touch our hearts. Ask the Lord to prepare us for his word. Ask the Lord to make us more like Jesus. Oh, yes. Make me more like Jesus. I want to love Speak to the Lord. The Bible says, put on charity. Put it on. Put it on. Put it on like a cloak. Put on charity. Lord, give me the grace to put on charity. To put on love. To put it on like a cloak. Put it on, Lord. Give me the grace to walk in love. Which is the bond of perfectness, which is perfectness, which is maturity. Let me walk in love. Speak to the Lord. Lord, let me love those who don't behave lovable. Cause me to love my neighbor as myself. Cause me to love my neighbor as myself. Oh, Lord, speak to him. Cause me to love my neighbor as myself. Please speak to him. Lord, I want to love. I want to love my neighbor. I want to love my neighbor speak to him speak to him yes i want to walk in love oh i want to walk in love. i want to love my neighbor i want to love cause me to love my neighbor as myself yes so that my faith will work so that my faith will work so that my faith will work so Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Just sing a song, please. Hallelujah. Oh, yes, Jesus. Jesus. Give you praise.
0: Oh, I wanna love. I wanna walk in life. I
1: wanna be more like Jesus, who loved me and gave Himself for me. I
0: wanna be more like you, Jesus. I wanna be more like. You wanna be more like Jesus? I wanna, wanna be a little you I me. wanna be more I wanna be more like Jesus. I wanna I wanna be more I wanna be more like you wanna be more like wanna be more like Jesus. I want to be more like Jesus I want to be a vessel You are to be I want to be more like I want to be, I need to be I got to be like Jesus Me, I got to be, I need to be like Jesus. I, I wanna be more like, wanna be. Be, i need to be i got to be like jesus i wanna be more like you wanna be more like jesus i wanna be more like you wanna be more like jesus i wanna be a soul God we bless you
1: and we thank you we honor you, we want to be like Jesus, we want to be like our life we want to be like our life our savior, our hope our life source our redeemer our sanctifier, our savior our lord, our god Jesus Christ, make us more like you Lord Jesus we want to be vessels of honor unto you Sanctified the meat for your use and prepared for you, your use, Lord. Thank you for the grace to love. We want to love you above all. We want to know that you are the one, true, only God, and there are no other gods besides you. You are the Lord and you are one. And we want to love you with all our hearts, all our soul, all our strength. <clears throat> and we want to love our neighbor as ourselves. Not just the brethren, but especially the brethren, but every single one. We want to love every single person, including the brethren. So that we will fulfill the first two commandments in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Whilst we are here, if you don't know Jesus Christ, as your Lord and savior every service I try to do this because this is the most important thing if you don't know Jesus Christ as your lord and savior if you know in your heart that you are far away from God if you know that if you die today you don't know whether you will go to heaven or hell you are not sure if you want your sins forgiven you are tired of living your own way you are tired of trying it and and just doing your own thing just just, just doing your own thing you are tired of running away from God and you want to say pastor pray with me I want Jesus Christ to save me I want my sins forgiven I want to repent of my sins I want to have a 180 degree turn I want to turn away from my sins if you want this I want you to repeat after me heavenly father I come to you in the name of Jesus Christ. I come
0: to you in the name of Jesus
1: Christ. I confess, I confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. That
0: Jesus Christ
1: is Lord. I, believe I believe that He died on the cross for my sins.
0: Died on the cross for my sins. I,
1: believe I believe that His blood was shed for my sins. His blood was shed for my sins. I believe. That God raised him from the dead. dead. Lord Jesus.
0: Jesus. Please
1: come into my heart. And come into my life.
0: Please
1: Please forgive me for all my sins. And cleanse me from all unrighteousness.
0: From
1: From today today I belong to Jesus Christ. Thank you Lord Jesus for saving me. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. amen. Oh, hallelujah. If you've prayed this prayer for the first time and you really meant it, you are born again. Your sins are forgiven. You are heaven bound. You now have a first class ticket to heaven. Just stay in Jesus Christ. Stay in him. Go to church. Look for a church to attend. And be established in Jesus, those who are watching online. Hallelujah. God bless you. God bless you. We may take our seats. Amen. We can stay. Thank you. It's now time to give. Giving is good. The Lord Jesus said, It is more blessed to give than to receive now if you think about it the rich like to give it's more blessed to give than to receive also because when you are giving it means you have those who have don't uh, don't rely on people giving to them it is those who have who give those who don't have continue to receive but I'm talking about from people. When the Bible says it's more blessed to give than to receive. He's also talking about it's more blessed on earth. It's more blessed to give to people. To give charitably. Than for people to be giving you money. Because that's for God. We know that He is the source. He gives. But it's more blessed for us to give to people. Than to be receiving from people. And the more we give. The more God gives us. Proverbs 3, 5 and 6. No, sorry, 8 and 9. Proverbs 3, 8 and 9. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 8 and 9. As we prepare ourselves to give. Honor. Oh, uh, uh, 6. Proverbs 3, 6. 6. 7, oh, I've, have I forgotten already? Honor the Lord with thy substance. <laughs> 9, yes, Proverbs 3, 9. God is working. Honor the Lord with thy substance. Phoebe, do you understand? It means that similar to the $10 you got, you should pay tithe with it. Pay Pay tithe for it. That's what it means. That's the substance. Honor the Lord with your substance. You didn't get it? You got it in a card. Honor the Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. All of us, it's good to teach our children how to tithe or remind them from time to time. Honor the Lord with your substance and with the first fruit of all that increase. Now, first fruits, even though it's not practiced now, it doesn't hurt to practice it. First fruits. Now, first fruits, there's there's no real formula because they used to use their crop in the olden time. Hallelujah. But if you think about it, this verse, if we want to be honest with ourselves, uh, verse 9, honor the Lord with your substance. And it means that the two have to work before you get the blessing of Proverbs 3, 9. uh, Yes. Verse 9, thank you. So verse 9 and 10. For you to get verse 10, you need both 9. You need uh, 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 9, the two things in 9 to work. So just verse 9. Okay. Honor the Lord with thy substance and with the first fruit. So it means that there are many verses that would apply to us. But for this particular one to apply, we need the two. And this is not tithe. Because you can honor the Lord with your substance, but what about the first fruits of all your increase? In the olden time, they used to take all their first fruits, the first of the year, the first fruits they got in the year, the crop, they would take it to God's house. Or at that time when the temple was not there, they just take it to the poor or they take it to wherever the the, the God's people were. They took it there. Hallelujah. So, maybe another time I'll talk about that, but for now we are talking about tithe. Hallelujah. But honor the Lord with your substance and with the first fruit of all that increase. What will happen as a result of that? Verse 10. Use, uh, yes, verse 10 please. Okay, hallelujah. Verse 10. So, let's honor the Lord with our substance. What do you think? So shall thy bands be filled with plenty, and thy presses shall burst out with new wine. NLT. Honor the Lord with your wealth, and with the best part of everything your land produces. That's why we don't really follow its noun, because the land... But you understand. We don't, we, but nevertheless, you can decide to do it if you want. Amen. There's no law that says you should, you should do it. Or you, Hallelujah. Then will your bands be filled with grain, and your vats will overflow with the finest wine. So if, uh, go back to verse 9. If you, the Bible is saying, and, uh, end with the best part of everything your land produces. So if to you your land is your paycheck then let's go to verse 10 then will your bonds which is connected to the, the, the your, your land and the, the, your vegetation then your bank account your 401k your, your investments your life insurance will, 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 will be filled and your bank will be Blowing out or besting out with new. Whether it's your business, whether it's anything you do, work, bonuses. Hallelujah. What do you think? But like I said, at least there's no New Testament thing that says you have to practice first fruits. But if you want verse 9 and 10, Proverbs 3, 9 and 10 to work, when there's an end, then you have to satisfy the two. Hallelujah. Let's pay our tithe to the Lord and God bless us. What do you think? Amen. Bless. Father God, bless our tithe and honor it in Jesus' name. So we can have it on the screen as we sing.
0: Blessing and honor, glory and power be unto the ancients of day.
1: Oh, hallelujah.
0: From every nation. All of creation
1: bow before, bow before the ancient of days Every tongue in heaven and earth shall declare your glory every knee shall bow at your throne in worship you will be
0: exalted oh God and your kingdom shall not pass away O oh, ancient of
1: days Hallelujah Give, give, and And it shall
0: come back to you. (coughs) Good measure, press down, shake it together. Rap, make over. Give, and it will come back to you. Come on! Give, and it will come back to you. Good measure, press down, shake it together. One more time. Press down, shake it together, And it will come back to When you give, you get to the
1: I plead with you to keep the giving part there and leave it there. Thank you very much. Hallelujah. So it's now time to take our offering. Hallelujah. What we did before was our tithe. Now the offering. Father God bless our offering in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Let's sing it
0: Give, a couple more times. And it will come back to you. Good measure. Please. Press down, shake it together and rock me over. No Get and it will come back to Father God, thank you
1: for the opportunity to give to support your work. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for choosing us. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you all. God bless you. And those online viewers, God bless you. Thanks for joining us. I pray that your week, all of us, including you, our weeks will be favorable our weeks will be blessed our weeks our week will be filled with good tidings good news good good things may you receive good things may you be blessed may god protect you may god deliver you in jesus name amen god bless you shalom shalom